0: I saw the dumpster when I was like walking into the house and I was like, I need to find an excuse. Like I need somewhere to work in this dumpster on this episode and hope a, because I guess he, I don't know. He just gave me uh, an Avenue, uh, a path to work in this dumpster.
1: I mean, I talked about a meal for like five minutes.
0: <laughs>
2: He's garbage, man. <laughs> he is fucking horrible. PlanetFootball.com trending not a killer Rashford's destruction of Emil Kraft showed his brutal style
0: <laughs> God he did destroy Kraft. I didn't see it like he he megged him it was it was the he first goal again, pretty much yeah he basically megged him and then Kraft, like recovered and then just got obliterated again right after and then uh, Rashford scored right it was Rashford that scored at the end and then it was uh, and then it was penalty. Right, I forgot yeah. what the second goal was. Yeah. That, was uh,
3: that was the third goal, the penalty. The oh, it was the second goal? Old, uh, Dan oh. James, just wide open.
0: Yeah, Jamal Lewis just left him standing all alone Yeah, in the box,
3: which is what you it's always want to do. Fighting
0: yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't happy with this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have Colin here, to rub salt in your wounds. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's not like I'm like, fuck you, Conlon. It's just like the game (laughs) was annoying.
2: No, that's exactly how you
1: should be. It's Conlon's fault.
0: (laughs) Take it. Soccer group chat where we rub salt in Adrian's wounds and just hate on Conlon for no reason. And
1: Palace fucking stole the game that Brighton should have won. Did you need Brighton to win that? No, no. It's actually a better result for Newcastle, but like I didn't see the game. But to my understanding, like Brighton created a lot of chances. And then...
0: yeah. Fucking somehow Benteke scored. I know. Benteke scored with his feet, with his foot. You shouldn't be shocked when a soccer player scores with his with this with his foot. But when it comes to Ben that was a shocking moment. Because that man is anemic with his feet. And that <laughs> um Metete goal was was oh, pretty slick. That was, that was nice. fantastic. Yeah. I was sitting in like the lobby at, at at the Leafs game, just eating lunch, like by myself where there was like a whole bunch of people over there and I was watching a game on my on my laptop during the break and I like celebrated a bit too hard and may have caught a few sideways glances and I was just hoping <laughs> for someone to like ask me what I was celebrating and I then I could have said like oh Jean-Philippe Mateta scored a goal for Crystal Palace against Brighton and just I wish I could have seen the looks from people but alas nobody nobody asked me which is probably just probably good
2: this is it this is the Rashford this is what people are pants about.
1: Rashford just cutting in middle and beating Craft. That's it.
0: Yeah, like he megged him first.
1: Yeah, so? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more of the mind of Hope a on this one.
0: Okay, but Hope is not easily impressed.
2: No, yeah. I, like... Hope a is... I, it takes I see, a lot. I, under, I know. I disagree. I, I can recognize like an impressive football play, and yeah, it's a good low, hard shot into the corner. Uh, in fairness, yeah, maybe I'm not that forgiving if it's a shot into the on the goalies near post the goal I, i'm of the mind that the goalie should save it every time um but yeah i don't know it was a good play <laughs> it was fine
3: I don't think oh my god
2: he just nutmegged him into space maybe it's just because i read that headline two minutes ago yeah yeah <laughs> Where yeah. i'm like i'm expecting him to just like have absolutely slaughtered him like gunduan did to uh whatever his name was last week um i don't know that's fine <laughs> um he just he just beat a lazy defender
1: <laughs> i mean i don't know if, is Kraft lazy no i mean, like shit. the way he... <laughs> he's just shit he's just not good enough i don't i mean maybe he's no, lazy crazy. maybe that's part of it but he's just he's just not that good chelsea played newcastle not long ago craft was on the pitch
2: and yeah like timo werner just kicks the ball into space and he could just beat him It's he's... it's nothing like
1: <laughs> I, I mean that's the thing is like yedlin was fast at least at least yeah. he'll be next to him. like He can catch up, but Kraft just doesn't really have yeah. much of anything. He's just not a very good player.
3: Sorry, I was saying, the main thing I was impressed with the goal was just Rashford actually taking the shot, because there's so many times he'll do this great play, run by is someone, and get into the box. <laughs> oh, no! You... Like, it shouldn't be, but that's a lot of his problem recently, is he gets into the box and then just like dwells on it, or takes too long to make the decision. And this, he just Maybe Darla should have saved it. Obviously, Kraft should have done something. But it was just that quick release. Which I liked. But, yeah, I don't think it was anything... Rashford gets by a decent amount of defenders like that. But it was just the fact that it happened twice. And kind of all game, Kraft wasn't really doing much.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it was, it was good play from Rashford. And, and he saw the opening and he took it and he did well. I don't know why darlow is still playing to be honest like i know that might sound unfair because he has been doing well he's been doing a lot better than i think any newcastle fans would have expected at the beginning of the season but there was a reason that dubarovka was the number one and goalkeeper is like it's a different position than anywhere else in the pitch if he's a different player and he's performing well like yeah keep him in we don't really rotate goalies so like when does Dubrovka get a chance again does he have to wait until darlow is injured or darlow makes like several mistakes in a game or or something like when does he get his chance again? Because I like Darl um Dubrovka His first game with Newcastle was against Manu. And I think that's the one that we won one nil with uh Sean Long, no not Sean, Maddie Longstaff scoring. And like Dubrovka was the one who won that game. He was amazing. He was so consistent, so good, making all these low saves. So like, you can't say that he would definitely have saved that shot, but I I do think he's a better keeper than, than Darlow. So I have a lot to say, but maybe it's just like a, a, an introductory point is like, it's weird watching Newcastle now because like, I, I almost don't even, I don't want them to lose obviously, but I don't exactly want them to win. Cause like, I don't want Bruce to get any credit he's gotten too much credit already so i'm kind of like i know it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face but i'm just like sick of it so yeah so wasn't expecting a win didn't get it but i'm still i'm still annoyed
0: welcome to another episode of soccer group chat nick adrian conlin hope with you uh, we're in the midst of a conversation about newcastle again they lost to conlin's manchester united and uh adrian was in full flow hate to cut him off but adrian just to follow up uh with another question about that no i'm not
1: gonna answer this question yet i have other things i want to talk about
0: because i think (laughs) i know what
1: you're gonna say and there's there's other stuff so there's two things in this game that really just like it it just made me so mad so like in the fifth minute maguire just flattens lascelles i'm so happy he just flattens him and it's like like Honestly, like I tried to be like objective about this and, and like, yeah, a lot of people are saying elbow, his arm is raised. It might be his like forearm or something. Like maybe it's not his elbow exactly. He didn't like swing at his face like a lot of people were saying, but I think it's pretty clear. He looks over his shoulder and he runs into him. He doesn't block him off. Blocking him off means, means getting in someone's path. He hits him as you like one car would T-bone another car. He runs into him. So at the very least, it's reckless play. In, in my mind, it's, it's reckless. And, and when you do needlessly reckless play that results in another player uh, potentially becoming hurt or falling down, that's a foul. And if it's a foul in the box, it's a pen. So I don't, I don't see how that, you know, I just prepping for this. I just rewatched the Dizone like weekend review. It's not even on there. And they didn't even do a VAR review. I I have no idea why someone ran into someone else. And I mean, I can connect this to some other things, but like if you're not reviewing what it is like with VAR, you're in the troubling situation of having to review subjective rulings because because the rules are to an extent subjective. So like you have to look at what Maguire did and decide what you think he was doing. And I think like, they didn't seem to do that. And I saw one ref with an absolutely ridiculous claim in support of the call of no penalty or the non-call of anything, the seeming non-acknowledgement of the incident, say that, well, the ref was focused on where he should have been focused at. He was focused on, on the ball coming down and the keeper and the players around the keeper. But then what is VAR for? It's for the other incident that he couldn't see because he was focused on something else. So I think that was absurd. And I'm so upset that my Fitbit just thought I took a whole bunch of steps and <laughs> vibrated at me. Um, and then, and then you have uh, man United's penalty for the third goal, which I think like, again, trying to be like as objective as I can is an obviously biased party, like will it goes to ground? So if you go to ground in the box while players running at you, you're kind of asking for it, but like, come on. Like that was a, he like, he goes up on his toe. Like, I mean, to say that he made the most of it is an understatement. Like Rashford, like, you know, so I don't know. It's really frustrating when you have something that's like the minimal touch you could possibly like put on someone on a field in a contact sport, like literally like, like tripping over a pebble is what it looked like. And then you have someone, you know, a big idiot with a fridge head running into someone else. Like it's just, it's just comical. It's ridiculous. So that's, those are my feelings on the game. And, you know, I think in the end, like man, you got, got by on like two, they took advantage of like, Two periods of bad defending, and I mean maybe that's un- unkind to the first one, but the second one was bad defending, and then uh, like a generous
0: penalty in my mind. Adrian getting his steps in early here on soccer group chat. Uh, Conlon, do you have any um, any thoughts on uh, Man United's performance in that one? Uh, Rashford, uh, Fernandez scoring, and Daniel James. Scoring another goal after being left all alone in the box by Jamal Lewis, who was wandering somewhere. I don't know.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, just to touch on the uh, the flashpoints, I guess we'll call them. I'm, I'm going to use the age-old manager's excuse for the first one. I didn't see it at the time when I was watching the game. I think I must have stepped out and missed it. But I, yeah, watching it again, I'm, I'm, I'm at least kind of surprised it wasn't a bigger deal at the time. As for the penalty, initially I was pretty much like, "Okay, that's definitely not a penalty in any way." But, uh, it in this, I'm not. I'm not surprised it was given. At least, I, I think it's soft. I think Rashford dives basically, but c- uh, compared to the one Rashford today did in what? Southampton,
2: what did Rashford do?
3: Rashford dove. but
2: against what team?
3: Uh, the other United, but it's.
1: Whoa, we were, Ah. hold on, hold on. Two things. (laughs) One, um, I know I know know we're being, you know what's coming second, but first I know we're having this thing of like, I don't want to be too, like, I don't want to come in too hot because like, I'm trying to be fair. And also like, I don't want to make it for awkward for Kalman to express his opinion because like, yeah, I could see why the penalty was given. I just think it's really frustrating when in my mind, there was like a much clearer penalty. So I know you're stoking these fires and it's working, so, I'm just going kind to of step in front of it, block off, you could say. And second, we were united first. And we're literally united. It's not just a name. When Newcastle East and Newcastle West joined, they united to become Newcastle United. So, yeah, just point of fact.
3: The amount of times Richard's told me that anytime I say how, oh, like uh, United's playing Newcastle, he's like, we're the fucking United every single time. So,
2: yeah, if he had 10 cents for every time the Beatty brothers talked about Newcastle <laughs> being the first United, I swear none of us would be doing a show.
0: Yeah, we'd, we'd have money. Uh, we'd have money. We'd have mics. We'd have a studio. <laughs> we'd have a budget.
2: But sorry to cut you off, no. Conlon. Just, just just, being no. a shit disturber.
3: Go on. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I don't think it was a penalty. It wasn't a, like a clear, obvious no call like the one. Um, I don't know if any of you saw the Leeds Southampton game where the one that was called back. Where the player, he wasn't even touched. Uh, It was the Southampton guy who went down. I can't remember. I think I sympathize with Adrian on those. As far as United goes, I was messaging Richard first half that I was saying a midfield of Fred and Matic is just this super defensive static. It's not going forward at all. Like this is, you need McTominay or someone who is injured. He at least kind of rushes forward. Pogba, obviously. And then second half, Mottage came out and started playing as like a s- attacking midfielder. So I, mean, I don't think that's something he's going to be doing week in week out, but it it was never a great performance all the way through, but just having, having one of the midfielders other than Bruno kind of pushing forward, I think made a big difference. And that sort of shows why someone like McTominay has been in the team for almost the whole year because he does rush forward with the ball. I mean, he's not a world beater but just having that other option outside of your like core attacking midfielder to kind of push play forward because the first half was just awful like kind of static nobody was really getting involved nobody was going forward the one moment from rashford that we were talking about earlier but yeah i don't know it was a kind of nothing game despite four goals and some questionable incidents i guess at least from from the Manchester United perspective. Yeah, I I think they deserve the win in in the end with the moments, but it's yeah, they just just need to get some points after the way the last like few games have gone. So I was glad they won, but gonna need to perform better. Martial was terrible again. I'm so sad, but we need Cavani back. I'm
1: I'm glad you mentioned the thing about Matic because at first when you said he was never going to get forward, I, I immediately thought about how. He assisted the second the second goal yeah. by like just the quick turn. And like it happened again later. And I was like, why is this happening? It, was, it reminded me of that time when like Carrick just ran through QPR's team. <laughs> and it was like, how can you let Michael Carrick do that? Like he's a great player, but like he's slow and he plays really deep. Like how could yeah. this happen? And yeah, the same sort of embarrassment with Madich just – Outclassing all the all the players around him, all the Newcastle yeah. players around him.
2: I mean, I wouldn't like. I, I, I just don't want to take just because it's Nemanja Matić. I want to say it's cousin Nemanja, as yeah. um, as Vuk says. <laughs> um, but like, as I mean, idea. like he's he's not he's not the star like i don't know if he was ever a star but he's not the player he used to be but he did used to run a double pivot with Angola Conte yeah. and John Obi McCall like he has skill with his feet he can distribute oh, the yeah. ball like he's not he's not the king of it by any means but obviously if he's getting forward and and creating opportunities surprising opportunities it is it is surprising but he's yeah. not he's not some lumbering he's not some lumbering fool he's just you know 32 33 years old yeah. now and
1: multiple knee injuries he's a good player And for context, he is the cousin of our friend Vuk's cousin. Unverified. (laughs) Unverified. Why would he lie? Why would he lie? What would be the motivation?
2: Yeah. By that, by that reasoning, Neil Etheridge is also my cousin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As well as Alphonse Areola. I mean, I don't know if I believe that. I, uh, now, if he was your cousin's cousin, maybe. But...
2: I know both of them are like 6'4", so they can't be my direct cousin.
0: <laughs> uh, Adrian, so can, yep. I, can I go back to my first question now, Adrian? Is this okay, or do you have any?
1: Uh... Yeah, thanks. I've got it on my system. Is, is your Fitbit
0: going to interrupt us once more, or what? I, I may have drained the battery. <laughs> um, so that original question, then. Uh, Fulham, on form. Newcastle, Not. Fulham creeping up on Newcastle. Uh, I I, I thought, you know, I thought it was kind of done and dusted. Obviously, it was way too early to think about that. But uh, Newcastle is slipping and Fulham is rising. And, and, you know, our original idea when it came to doing a podcast was to ask people how scared they are of things. So I'm going to pose this question to you. How scared are you of Fulham and Scott Parker and Josh Maja and all those guys? Oh, man,
1: Scott, former... (laughs) former Newcastle and Chelsea player, Scott Parker. Um, one time he was on our club and he was on all fours and he jumped towards the ball along the <laughs> ground, trying to, <laughs> trying to block someone's clearance. So I have great respect for Scott Parker. Um, I've been, I've been saying on this podcast, I've been worried about Fulham for months. And so has met like, so have many other Newcastle fans. Like I'm not different or smart for saying that I'm not trying to say I am. Um, Fulham are in much better form. Newcastle are, have been on a precipitous decline. Fulham's goal difference right now is n- minus 11 and Newcastle's is minus 17. And that tells you something. Um, Fulham also brought in Josh Major, who, who knows if he'll be like a reliable goal store scorer, but he has scored two already. So, you know, they're at least reinforcing that position. So I think Fulham have a really good chance and, And Newcastle better wake up to the fact that they're in a relegation fight and really start to bind together as a team. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to, it's just going to slowly descend into it.
0: Are you, you're legitimately scared of relegation? Do you think Steve Bruce stays? I wouldn't say I'm
1: I'm scared. I would say I'm, I've been numbed by, (laughs) by years of frustration. (laughs) Um, but I am. I guess I. I guess you could say I'm concerned it might happen. I don't know if Bruce goes honestly because I don't think Mike Ashley really cares. The only thing he cares about is protecting his investment, which means keeping Newcastle a Premier League club. I even now though I don't know if getting relegated to the Championship is enough to get him to fire Bruce. Hilariously, also um, one guy. I think I put this in our, in our soccer group chat, uh, the, for which this podcast was named, that some guy on Reddit was like, guys, don't say anything, but I'm a lawyer involved with Newcastle. And if we lose to Menu, Bruce is gone. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, okay. Try. So All that right. was a bunch of great comments of like, trust him, he's a lawyer. <laughs>
3: so that grounds I, I, for disbarment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was calling him Nuanon. Um, but uh so yeah i mean that's that's generally how i feel like i i don't know if bruce will go nothing's going to change that dramatically unless unless ashley goes
0: so i don't know it's such a shame for me because watching newcastle on paper their squad is so good and i love watching alan saint maximin and miguel almiron like those guys are so talented and like, I never, re- and it's just, you know, getting dragged down. It's I mean, sad.
1: I could, I could speak to that, but I've been talking a lot. Uh, so I'll just draw the listener since they weren't privy to this. Hope I did a little head Bob sort of weighing that statement. When you said that Alan, Max Maxman who we can agree is all ta- very talented, but then Miguel Alm- Almiron, who's maybe less convincing. I
2: don't know. I was only, I was only like shaking my head because I'm like, just because they played Chelsea recently, I'm like, okay, like maybe there's something there, but there's a lot that's, there's a, there's a lot that's missing from that team, oh, yeah. like to make them competitive, competitive. Like I thought Jamal Lewis was, and I, you could probably speak to his, like uh, his performance throughout the season better than I could, but like, I think that Jamal Lewis and the few times that I've seen him, like he just switches off so quickly at times. Uh, he doesn't pay attention. I don't think there's much resistance in the midfield. I think the tactics are wrong. I said it last time on the podcast. They don't know how to defend a set piece. And it's just like yeah, like say Maximan's fast and he had, he can he can create some good goals, but like if there's there he, there's no spine to the team that can support the players, that could really flourish.
1: Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that basically our center backs were good. It was the one position we seemed to be depth deep in, but now with injuries and, and sending people out on loan, now Isaac Hayden's playing all there again. And Isaac Hayden is maybe the person who has come out looking good this season. I think he's someone who could continue to be in a, in a premier league team. If Newcastle continue to be a premier league team right now, the team is almost less than the sum of its parts. It's not working. It's not functioning. Um, and I think it's telling when Willock. Fucking! Why can't I say his name? When Willock I comes think you're to right. Arsenal, he yeah. walks into yeah. the team. I know. I just said it weird. <laughs> um, but it, let's let's maybe move on from this. The crushing depression of the Northeast.
2: You guys all saw the Giroud goal, right? After, like, I understand that the at the beginning of it, before VAR was involved, why people thought like it looked well offside. I was I wasn't even celebrating because he looked well offside, but I mean they went to VAR and it turned out it was a stupid back pass or or over the head clearance and it turns out Giroud might be 800 years old um, but sexiness keeps your athleticism and when you have athleticism you can make bicycle kicks uh against against Atletico Madrid uh I mean it's just a one it's just a 1-0 win for Chelsea I think what was more impressive for them is just it was just a very Professional performance by them. They got the goal, and even though Atletico pressed them at times, uh, they didn't really collapse under the press. Under the uh, under the press, like they they do at times. Uh, and so, it's always a little bit iffy when you've got Rüdiger and and Christensen Handling the ball too much. Um, but yeah, no, I think they did, I think they did well. And it was really, I don't know a better way to put it, just a professional per- performance by them. I think that's what's more encouraging for them is it's Chelsea, it seems like if they want to get by, they need a spark of brilliance. Um, so what's encouraging is that even though the goal kind of fell for him, a bit lucky, Chelsea had a lot of chances. They were able to spray the ball wide and get the ball into the box through Hudson Edoy or Alonso. Uh It's just like, there's just a level of control from Chelsea that, you know, you don't, we haven't seen too often, at least in the recent months with them, other than this recent, like couple game run where we've played bum teams.
0: Yeah. One of the great things about that Giroud goal, there were so many factors to it that I really, that I really liked, like just watching it. I I kind of flipped out when it went in because I was so shocked and it was obviously such a nice goal, bicycle kick and everything. And then it disallowed it and it was dismay. And then that whole VAR check was so strange to me. And I was kind of thinking like, that's probably the nicest goal that I've seen that's kind of been involved with VAR or at least been disallowed and then re And another great thing about it too is that Zhao Felic missed a bicycle kick on the other side like two minutes before. So I just thought all that was like really cool.
3: Just showing the young gun how it's done. Exactly. Like
0: if there was one guy who I would have thought in that, you know, if you if you if you gave me a choice between Felish or or Giroud to put the bicycle kick in, I definitely would not have picked Giroud uh,
3: in that.
1: Yeah.
2: In that, I in like, I like his
3: whole career is scoring these fantastic goals, like the scorpion kick, the like he just got the best highlight reel of any striker, really.
1: Per- perhaps we should now always say Pushkash award-winning. Olivier Giroud. <laughs> he, right. Did he win one? Yeah, the scorpion kick yeah, the against scorpion crystal, kick. crystal Palace. That was such oh, a boy. good
2: goal. His automatic celebration FIFA is still the scorpion kick.
0: <laughs> I, I, every single goal of the year is against Crystal Palace, and I just blocked them out of my mind because <laughs> it's like every year.
2: Giroud is an incredibly underrated footballer. And like so many times, you it's like a weird thing in sports where so many times you look at a player's age and that defines whether like that defines what they can give you before you even put them out on the pitch. And it's like, wait a second, since when was age a bad thing? Like I look at goalkeepers and like I, I want my goalkeeper to be 40 years old and scared <laughs> of scared of letting in the ball. You know what I mean? Like he, he's got he's a World Cup winner, he's played in huge, massive games he's productive and he closed out the season uh, our our season last year as like our best player that he he was so good that he earned that extension or else he was off to like, I don't know, Arsenal again and Arsenal probably wouldn't be where they are today. He's, he's a fantastic player. He's underrated. Um, I'm happy. I'm really happy to have him. If anything, it's too bad that he is just stifling everything. Tammy Abraham is working for.
1: (laughs) And if, if you want to look for like, players that offer more than their age might bias you to, to think like you could just look at Cavani as well. Another forward in the same league, maybe over, overperforming based on what people expected when he came in and he's not going to, he's injured, right? Connie.
3: Yeah. Uh, hopefully should be back. Social was saying you might play on Thursday. I don't know why you play him on Thursday, rest him for that, but hopefully he'll be back soon.
1: Yeah, were you expecting such a dominant performance against uh, Sociedad?
3: I I was hoping for something like that. I mean, it was a strong team that was picked. And, I mean, when when the draw was made, it was the absolute worst draw because it's like, oh, you've just been dumped out of the Champions League and Sociedad at the time was top of La Liga. But they've since kind of dropped off. Last I checked, I think going into that match there, about six, but... No, I was hoping for a reaction. I mean, that kind of seems to be the way United's playing right now. You know, beat Southampton 9-0. And then, was it the Everton draw after that or the West Brom draw? I think the Everton one. So it's been kind of flip-flop over the last couple of months. So I was pleasantly surprised. But I didn't. Ex- it was more just maybe not so much by the scoreline, but by how good they actually were, I think. And I just want sort of unrelated to that, just going back to Jerusalem. goal. I can't stand in UEFA how they don't allow you to see the replays when they're doing a VAR check. Mm. It's oh. like, say what you will about the Premier League, at least we get to watch the replays endlessly. I yeah, watch them fuck Whereas around here, the lines. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I hate that too, but at least we're seeing like the play. Whereas this is, all right, you want to spend two, three minutes watching the ref go like this, hand to his ear. And then you don't even see a replay until a minute after the call has been made.
1: And but not that's only a that, tangent with that goal. Like you didn't even see like the kind of decisive replay until the last a while one. after, like five yeah. minutes later, they show the one. And when they showed that one, I was like, okay, well, yeah. Like I see your <laughs> point now. Like why did it take you that long to, to think yeah. of this? Like, what were you waiting for?
2: That is what's disappointing about VAR at times. I mean, like there are plenty of times where VAR is not involved at all. Uh, and then you get a goal and you can celebrate like normal. But like on a goal like that on a lot of goals, it's just like you can't you can't watch it and then release your full emotion anymore. Yeah, you know I mean, you always have to hold your breath just a little bit. I remember we were in dog and bear last year or something, and it was Chelsea United. And United were up 2 0, and Giroud gets a diving header. And I'm like, I almost jump on the table. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) excited. I'm screaming, everyone else in the bar is a United fan. And they go to the lines, and then he's like a toe offside, which is offside, sure. But I'm like, if VAR weren't there, Chelsea are just 2 1. Like, I guess it's right. But I mean, like, it's just, it kind of takes away a little bit from being a fan that you can't, uh, you have to wait for, you have to wait for someone to check your homework. Uh, before
0: before you can really enjoy getting the good grade you know yeah and it's kind of been a debate in so many different sports too whether it's about you know is it about getting the call right 100 percent of the time or do we accept that level of human error and the mistakes that'll happen
1: and speaking yeah. of human error maybe we should move on to our random predictions Before we get to Random Predictions, have you noticed a distinct increase of the amount of Conlon in your podcast listening? Well, that's because he joined us for a special edition of our Pop Culture 11s. This Friday, he and I go head-to-head on the Oval Office 11. We consider everything from who have the most pairs of pants, who is the strongest president, and who is most similar to Bruno Fernandez. All these factors will be considered and judged by Hope, who will pick the greatest 11 presidents in terms of soccer, we think. This is our random predictions segment of the show, as we always do. Um, this week, sorry, like I had a really busy week. There's not really a theme this week. I just kind of went to leagues that are reliably happening and, and picked some teams. Um, but maybe I can I can help your shock with a little bit of our results from last week. Nick, you scored nine points. I killed and it. last time Collin was on our program, he was the the leader. he's been leading since I think week two. Uh, But he's dropped into second for the very first time. And Nick, now you are leading. You are ahead by two points. Addy is behind uh, Conlon by one point. So you're at 34. Um, Conlon is at 32. Addy is at 31. Hope last week set the standard with 10 points. Uh, This week he set a new standard. This one, more unwelcome. He scored only one point. (laughs) The worst result anyone has got who hasn't made a <laughs> prediction but don't worry you have some company uh i also only got one <laughs> correct result so we're both sitting on 27 points oh man
2: brilliant um, remember when i invited
0: you to the top last week <laughs> to the bottom <laughs> what's it like in the basement boys i want to know
1: it's actually much better you should you should jump down so as I said, everyone, I'm sorry, I had a busy week. There's not really a theme. Maybe maybe there's some like unconscious connection between things. Like you can tell me if there is or not. Like if you notice any themes, let me know. Um, I also already just like put in my my predictions because I, I put in Richard's. He just wanted all uh, one three. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'll just put mine in and it'll streamline the process. Uh, so I'll start with mine. Uh, the first game we have is in Turkey. It's Antalya Spore versus Basak Shahir and I i just decided to say that I, I think Basak is going to win 2-0. They're a good team I think they were in the Champions League this year and I think they're going to win
2: 2-0 I'm on that train too I actually have heard of Basak, Basak Shahir so 2-1
0: 2-1 Alright, I was going to uh, let Colin go first to establish the Hope Conlon Nick order but I guess I guess that's not what it's going to be, which is fine uh, well, we could let's... just cut that out and, and start again. <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I assume you are jumping
3: in, so yeah, I think yeah.
0: we should go in order of standings. Okay, okay, all right. Well, then you should go first. No, I mean, like from or bottom, like, from oh, bottom see, to top. To okay, we should go in order from the last, the people who are at are at, at in like the, the bottom places and the relegation spots. Okay, I think that you guys, Adrian and Hope, A, should go first, uh, because you're lower in the table than Colin and I and then Conlon should go second because he's second in the table now. Um, so, uh, and I, I, yeah, so that's 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 what I think should happen, and that's how I think uh, we should do the order of today's. Uh, the champion, the whoever's leading in the table should go last uh, because he deserves now, the most time to think about. Now that uh, you're, you're saying this, saying. I'm like,
1: now you're not going to cut it. <laughs> now we're going to leave these like two minutes in just so you can uh brag about being the champion <laughs> and you're not even the champion
0: <laughs> not yet not yet not yet but not yet. I think I think you know city's on a tear uh, I live in a city so that's uh, I'm also on a tear and that's uh, how it's going you're, you're turning sure. some this... of
1: those correct results into perfect results but let's not get too confident instead <laughs> let's get a prediction from Conlon so Conlon <laughs>
3: I don't know. I could see Nick's confidence here ending up like early season spurs talking about everything they could achieve. And now Mourinho is probably going to be sacked. Anyways, uh, I'm still having oh, nightmares about Demba Ba's goal against United in the Champions League. So that kind of started that collapse. But on that note, Basak Hero win 3-1. I trust Richard on that and his no-look prediction. <laughs>
0: I remember last week we talked a lot about the definition of spore. And I think we were right in saying that it was sport. But I am not know for sure. But I'm going to take them based on that. And they're going to win 2-1. Uh, that sound logic because I did
1: Google it and it does mean spore. Uh, so could be some big moves there. Okay, uh, next we're going to League One. We've got MK Dongs versus Oxford United. And <laughs> MK <was> what? Thinking- <laughs> Dongs. Dongs. I <laughs> okay, we got Don. M.K. Dons versus Oxford United, and I like Dons in this game. I thought M.K. Dons, um, I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to pull off the upset against United, and I think my prediction is M.K. Dons beat United 4-0. I think M.K. Dons beat United 4-0. That's my prediction. Okay. I'm
2: going to be on what was the order because there was a lot of talking and I was not listening.
1: <laughs> uh, well, let's have Nick explain that he's leading in the table for about five <laughs> minutes.
0: And then... Yeah. Yeah. So basically the idea is that whoever's at the bottom of the table, which currently is Adrian and yourself, hope uh, okay. are going to go first to establish, um, I don't Other know this. Yeah. Yeah. To establish the base the foundation and then, Whoever's highest on in the table. Okay, that's enough is... of that. I'll go ahead. That's <laughs> enough.
2: Okay, uh, okay. so uh, Oxford United win uh, 1-0. Uh,
3: I'll take MK Dons 2-1. Uh,
0: I'm also going to go with Oxford United. Uh, they are going to beat MK Dons um, 2-1. Let's go 2-1 again. Why not? All right. Are they uh,
2: championship or league one?
0: League one. God damn.
1: Yeah, we're digging deep. Uh. yeah (laughs) um next we're going to romania it's cluj hosting Argus. uh i just made a simple uh one nil win for cluj because i I think cluj has also been in the champions league so that you know they've played some big teams pulled off some results and i thought maybe they'll maybe they'll win this one a one nil
2: I think it's a 1-1 draw between these two teams I know nothing about. But Romania's nice.
3: Yeah. I had, the one thing I know about Cluj is it's the unofficial capital of Transylvania. And based on that logic, which is non-existent, I think they'll win
0: 2-0. Who's going to win between Cluj
3: and Arges?
0: Our guess is as good as mine. 3-1 Cluj. Someone's yeah. honking outside in celebration of my correct prediction.
2: That's Colin's Uber order.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think Cluj, um, Cluj is a good
1: bet. I mean, this team—it's not as good as their 2013 team, as far as I know, but it's probably still a good team. What uh, <laughs> the hell do you uh, know about yeah. their 2013 team? <laughs> <laughs> that famous CFR Cluj side. Uh, next, we've got—we're uh, going to Serbia. We've got—I think they're called India. It's. It's basically spelled India, but there's a J in there and it's got a weird accent on it. So I think it's Serbia for, Serbian for Indian for India. And they're playing partisan Belgrade. And I think uh, Belgrade are going to win 2 0.
2: Yeah, in commemoration of the Indian fellow on our pod on the pod today, Conlon Prasad, Conlon Shiva. Um, India are going to lose 3 1. 3 0. 3 0. Sorry. Sorry, India.
3: India is not exactly renowned for uh, their soccer prowess. Well, they do have two, they did have two number one leagues for a time. So that's, uh, I don't know what that says about them, but sorry, Vuk, but I think Partizan's going to win two. nil.
0: I'm also going to go with Partizan uh, to apologize to Vuk, who's been mentioned for the second time on this podcast. Uh, and I'm also going to, I'm going to say that they're going to win three. nil. let's go three. nil. partisan. Yeah. It's funny. That's the rival of Vuk's team. Yeah, that's why I'm apologizing.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, because there, I his rival is going to going I was to distracted by our next fixture here. <laughs> uh, it's a familiar one to us, uh, but it's a team I just can't stay away from. It's Maccabee Haifa. Again, this has been a good team. They've been in the Champions League. I think they started appearing in the Champions League around 2002. Uh, they are playing Iran, Iron... Iron Kuryat Shmona. Man, if it was against Iran, what a game that would be. What a match that would be. Uh, so I'm gonna say uh it's a win for Maccabee Haifa. 3-0. I'm,
2: I'm gonna give it 3-0 as well for Maccabi Haifa. Uh
3: I think four nil, Maccabi Haifa.
0: Four-nil. Okay,
3: big, big results.
0: I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go with that other side that isn't Iran and they're going to take this one, one nail in an upset.
1: One nil. I'll put you down for it. Just like I accidentally put common down for a four nil win. <laughs> for that team. But I've since corrected it. Um, next, we're going to Hungary. We have MTK versus Ferenc Veros. Uh, Ferenc Veros, I think they're going to win 2-1. This is like a really cool historical team in Hungary. Uh, again, they were in the Champions League a lot. They got all the way to the final, I think, in uh, 1964. But anyway, uh, so I'm going to say they win
2: 2-1. Which team Which team got to the Champions League final?
1: Ferenc oh, Veros? Yeah, like 60 years ago.
2: Oh, well, uh, no one carries tradition like Hungarians. So <laughs> they're also gonna win. Um
3: 2-0. I agree with uh Hope on that one. I think it'll be 2-0 fearing Farish. I'm happy are there, that you are picked Are they
2: Portuguese oh. team now, Conlon? What's that? Time? I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I started saying that, I regretted opening my mouth.
2: I'm, sure just...
3: I'm uh I'm happy you picked
0: easier Hungarian teams to pronounce this week, Adrian. Speak uh... for yourself. <laughs> And we're gonna, so we're, I'm gonna, t- a big victory, uh, is coming up for the Portuguese Hungarian, uh, Varosh. Uh, three, two, why not? Barn burner.
1: Oh, you don't want to say that around a Hungarian. <laughs> uh
0: let's move on to are they very particular about the fire safety of their of their barns so unless, the,
2: unless they're trying to take down the walls of constantinople in support of <laughs> king amir II. <laughs> <laughs> will you king sultan i don't know no, what their I, title I'm, was
0: i'm happy that our podcast has been long enough around long enough that we now have inside jokes from it that's that's a good are... sign our That's inside
1: joke is about the siege of Constantinople and the fall of the Eastern Roman Empire. That's great. It's, it's, I couldn't ask for more.
0: Um, I just—I so, try to figure out her sense of humor, but I just can't.
1: Anyway, uh, next we go to Portugal. Call me crazy. It's Porto versus Sporting, but I think Sporting are going to win five nil. That's oh, my God. prediction. What's well, yours? You're crazy. <laughs> Oh Jesus!
2: Uh, I mean, it's like it's a big game, it's a big match. Um, I supported Porto last time, and they failed me <laughs> in the uh, in the prediction. So I've, I've turned coat. Uh, sporting is my team for this match. Three um, one. You mean Porto? Oh, sorry, Sporting. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. What? <laughs> Who am I taking? Now my phone's ringing.
1: Do you Do you think
0: Sporting will win or lose?
2: Sporting. Sporting will win
0: 3-1. Is Sporting calling you to uh aid in your predictions or
2: I don't know is there is there um is there logo on all stars bars <laughs> a sign on it is. Dufferin? is it, it? Is.
3: I yeah. always make sure yeah. the, the teams look. are it is it, okay. yeah aren't all three big ones
2: and the toronto maple leafs so
3: yeah <laughs> um i I don't, I always want Sporting to win just cuz they gave United Ronaldo and now Bruno but the problem with giving away your best players is that you give away your best players so I think Porto is going to win
0: 2-1 I have a soft spot in my heart for Sporting uh one time when I was in Portugal on the trip that I went on to Portugal uh when I visited Faro as well um I was in Lisbon and I went to go for a tour of Sporting Lisbon Stadium, but they had just closed, uh, but the nice lady at the front desk let me in, kind of as like a a treat, because I kind of pleaded with her and told her mm-hmm. I was from Canada, so I basically was in the stadium by myself uh, for like 20 minutes, just looking around and taking a tour that I didn't have to pay anything for, um, and I have the scarf on my wall behind me, and uh, with so with that, I'm going to take Sporting I'm gonna kind of take the same tack as Adrian and go with a four-one win.
2: Is sporting the team where the fans attack the director or the players or something?
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> they attack yeah. the players like, and the director egged them on or something. Yeah. And
2: I bet, I bet those fans just went up to the front door and they're like, "No, no, we're Canadian, let us <laughs> in."
0: And that's what Canadians <laughs> are known for—is just inciting violence <laughs> and uh, uh, and and rioting and attacking.
2: Yeah, Sporting is definitely going to win now that they're proud of. Yeah, Sporting's definitely going to win now that now that I recall that they
1: fear for their life after every game. So, that concludes our random predictions. But were they really as random as we may have thought? Did anyone pick up the secret theme of this week's random predictions?
2: All places that Niklas has begged to be let into.
1: Well, let me tell you that Manchester United's biggest defeat in Europe was in, let me double check, 1964 against Sporting. They lost 5 0. And uh, various times through history, Ferenc Barros beat them in the semi final uh, 2 1. Maccabee Haifa in 2002 beat them 3 uh, 0. Partisan Belgrade in another European semi final <laughs> on 2 uh, 0. That was in the 60s. More recently, in 2013, Cluj beat Man U one 0 I think that was away, though. That was at Old Trafford. Um, MK Dons that famous four 0 victory, oh, and of course, man. that Demba ba goal. <laughs> so, um, basically, I was really upset about <laughs> Newcastle last <laughs> night, and this is <laughs> this is how I <laughs> this is how I emotionally coped and, and pushed myself to do this episode was to. Uh, May passive. So the theme of this week is passive aggressiveness.
0: <laughs> while you were while you were talking, all, I was looking at Colin's face, and if you if you if you look closely, you can pinpoint the spot where his heart breaks. And I love it. It's great. If his lighting was better, I would take a screenshot. But because. <laughs>
2: You just need to overlay uh, Ralph Wiggum's face over his during the moment.
1: So, so th- all, all that is to say, uh, sorry about that. But z- just, you know, I had, to, I had to do that for myself. And I haven't plugged in predictions for the rest of them yet because I figured these are the real ones. Let's, let's talk about the Premier League predictions and actually oh, that's great. put some thought into it. So these, these are the real ones, the serious ones. Uh, no more predicting. I don't think Sporting is going to win 5-0, but I needed to do it. Uh, so we're going to start Crystal Palace, Fulham. Um, I guess I'm still first
0: because we're going Wait, up the table here. Are you, are you going to let Conlon defend himself? or just zooming past him not Uh, even letting me get a word in edgewise say what he wants but (laughs) his team
2: does
3: the talking i guess
2: those are just historical fact like it's not really a diss
3: (laughs) i was wondering why you invited me on to talk about the united game i figured it's like oh this doesn't seem like something that'll be fun for him but should have known the knife was coming in the back later
1: (laughs) well this was like i said like i thought you know I I don't want to just be like angry and unfair. Like I want to give a good opinion in the first half. And if I let myself be petty and and mean in the second half, like that'll enable me to, but then you came on and you were really nice. And I was like, Oh now I feel like a dick.
3: (laughs) Uh, That's all right. I'll just, uh, cry myself to sleep tonight remembering i mean most of them are in
1: the 60s you don't have to feel that bad
2: imagine if that was newcastle's mentality going into matches like we enter the first half putting a good effort doing whatever we can if it doesn't work out go in the second half be petty be mean establish your personality on the game
1: yeah it's more like it's more like hey guys we'll go we'll do our best and if not let's just kick them in the shins
3: yeah let's just Kind of our interview. XTSC strategy. I remember one game we were losing by too much, but there was one player on their team that, like, if you got in his face at all, just like normal defending, not even a foul, he'd flip out. So I think it was just repeatedly everyone who got subbed on would just go right up to this player and just get in his face. Meanwhile, we we're losing like nine nil. <laughs> like we don't have we don't have a leg to stand on, but I don't That's exactly when you it should, that exactly when you should host enjoyable. the other players. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think we might have scored a goal. So it worked. Yeah, why why do Southampton
1: think this keeps happening? It's because they're not being violent enough in response. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's move back to Crystal Palace Fulham. Um, So for this result, obviously, I want a Crystal Palace win. I think on this podcast, we don't necessarily give as much credit as we could or maybe should. To old Roy Hodgson. I think he's done a great job at Crystal Palace. Maybe they're not stylish anymore. Maybe they could upgrade, but I think you can't argue with the service he has provided to the Eagles. So uh, I couldn't think. I was like,
0: what else? What are they called? I was going to yeah, say, like the Crystals. Or yeah, is it that giant bird on there. I their just crest, made that right? face
2: because I didn't actually know what their <laughs> moniker was.
0: Oh.
1: Really, yeah. yeah I couldn't the think Eagles. of it. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm gonna say that Crystal Palace, I think they're going to shut out Josh Major and and win one nil. Or I'm gonna hope.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good. Um I like I have no idea. Like Fulham from the few times that I've watched them, they seem to have like turned a corner after that match they played against United. They lost that match, right, Conlin?
3: Yeah, but it was a pretty close one.
2: It was a very close match. And like their attacking play looks really developed from like even just like the first half of the season. Um, I can't really speak to Crystal Palace's form. I don't watch Crystal Palace, but you know, you always want your neighbor to do well um, because if their value rises, then your value rises next door. Uh, and everyone's happy. So I think Fulham win 1 0. Are
3: you talking about Nick as your neighbor or Palace? <laughs> as a neighbor
2: fulham is my neighbor or
3: fulham right (laughs) that i completely missed your reaction i was was the same we all live pretty close (laughs) to each other to be honest with you
1: (laughs) it's like your neighbor neighbor and then your neighbor three houses down and you're both like fuck that guy (laughs)
2: you know what they finally took down that stupid michael jackson statue outside of their house and the neighborhoods just prospered from the value
3: As soon as they took that down, they went down that season, though. Yeah,
2: yeah, Michael so. jo- Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the problem. Put it back up.
3: Um, what, what do I think? I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. Like, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot else to add to it. I'll try to watch it if possible, but that's all I have to say.
0: Uh, speaking of neighbors, my across-the-street neighbor... Took up two parking spaces on the very on the street that we live on to put a dumpster because they're doing renovations. And the first thing I thought of when I saw that dumpster uh, was Fulham. And uh, with that, uh, also with with, I I mean to be honest, Fulham is, is in really good form, and Palace is very no. Don't back up. Don't back up. up, up. What oh, no,
2: about not... the, what about the dumpster?
0: You, I mean, I could describe the dumpster for you. Uh, if you want a, a detailed description of the dumpster, it is it's shallow. Um, it's it it could it needs to be gone. Uh, it would help if someone took the dumpster and and brought it down uh, to to a different league, a different street. Uh, maybe move it a block south. That would be nice. Yeah, uh, Ful- Fulham's in pretty good form. Palace is doing okay. Uh, I think they're going to build off this win. I, I would hope uh, the big win against Brighton. Uh, with Benteke and Mateta scoring, like Palace got two goals from strikers. Like it's so it's weird. It's Bizarro world. But I'm gonna say that Fulham is gonna ride their wave uh and ride their form to a 1-0 win over a hapless Palace. first, I thought you were making a lifelong enemy of Scott
1: Parker, just like your you know, your rivalry with Sean Dyche. but <laughs> you know whenever you bet against palace they seem to do well so i, I look forward to my perfect result on that and that's one.
0: exactly why i do it and by the end of this podcast i i'm gonna make an enemy out of every one of the Premier league managers so we got one down and 19 more to go and i just... of those
1: being Solskjaer and tuchel who are <laughs> facing off this week at the bridge it is at the bridge not bucharest right
2: I hope it's Bucharest. We've done well in Bucharest.
1: <laughs> uh, so, but but I guess I have to predict first on this one. I think both teams lately have been putting in really professional performances, maybe just dispatching opponents rather than really dominating and, and beating them for the most part. I'm going to call this one a one-one draw.
2: Uh, I am of the same mind as you, Adrian, which is probably why we had the same point total last week. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh in my mind, I'm terrified of Marcus Alonso and Callum Hudson Adoy having to track back against United's wingers. I think it, it bodes poorly for our our defense. Um, but like the difference is Chelsea are actually you know creating opportunities now. Um, so maybe they won't get, I don't know, maybe they won't, maybe they'll have uh a good balance to their flow versus what we've been seeing before, which is what concerned me. I still think it's a one, one draw uh, myself.
3: The United has actually been pretty bad against the, like at least the historic top six. It's not really that historic, um, but you know, the teams, I mean, I don't have, they've only won one game and that was in the FA cup against Liverpool. It was a draw against Chelsea last time, a loss and a draw against Arsenal, so on. But, I don't know. I, I I could see. Is it Hudson Adoy that plays as the right wing back, or is Alonzo? Alonso's on the left, and Hudson on the
2: right. Alonso is the left wing back, and Hudson Adoy is the right wing back. But Hudson Adoy is just he split matches with Reese James at right wing back. So like, who really knows?
3: True. Just because we we really don't attack much off the right wing, it's pretty much all on the left. But that is Rashford, and he's been. If he's on form, I think we'll get something out of that. So I'm going to say 2-1 United. Can't keep a clean sheet to save our lives. But been scoring goals, at least.
0: I'm just going to go with our mantra that the big games never deliver. And this is going to be one of those games that doesn't deliver. Uh, and it's going to be nil-nil. And finally, our last
1: prediction. We've got Manchester City versus West Ham. Uh, West Ham have been pretty good this year they're pushing into the top four very impressive i don't think anyone expected david Moyes to come back from the dead like he has Uh, and of course manchester city on a historic run uh seeming nigh on unstoppable so manchester city versus west ham united uh could be an interesting one and it's me up to predict first we've got city and united city and united i think city and united that fixture to me screams six one for who? For City. I think City will beat United 6-1.
3: 2011. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so i are waking up and watching that game, and I think it was an early morning one, too. Like, after a night out in university, just, well, that day's shot. I'm going back to bed, pretty much. Why always me, am I right?
2: I just saw this one club of Wayne Bridge being interviewed about his time at Manchester City, and all he was doing was ragging on Mario Balotelli. <laughs> I was like, who else was getting new goals? Fuck you, Wayne Bridge. <laughs> sitting on the bench doing nothing. Uh, anyways, uh, what I think about uh, Man City, West Ham, uh, Man City's better, but West Ham has been really good this season off the back of what were they 17th last or 16th last season? Like they were pretty poor last year. Um, but I'm not going to base it on their form. I'm going to base it on an Instagram video I watched of hammer the mascot versus whatever Manchester city's weird mascot having a foot race during halftime and Manchester city's mascot won. So um, they are going to beat West Ham three, two.
3: Hey, Your uh, distaste for Wayne bridge is spoken like a true John Terry aficionado. God, I really want city to lose like I, I'm, it's like with Liverpool last year, where I end up watching all their games and hope that they're going to lose. And then I'm just watching 90 minutes of this team dominate. And it's just upsetting. And unfortunately, I think City's going to keep that going. They're going to win 3 1. Actually, 3 0. I don't think West Ham's going to score.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, even with the emergence of West Ham under Zombie Moyes, uh, I still don't think it's enough to take out City. I think they're just, they're too good right now. Uh, they're always too good and they're going to stay being too good. Uh, and I think they're going to take this one. Yeah, let's go with 3-1. Let's go with the Richard score.
2: I mean, Richard has a 3-1 for West Ham.
0: <laughs> let's go with yeah, an opposite he... Richard score.
3: When he made his 3-1 guesses, did he specify, like, oh, always pick the home team or something? Or is it just you choose which team no. going to win by three?
1: I mean, he said last time, the last few weeks, he's been doing one, three. So I've just kept going with one, three, uh, with three, one, he's been averaging four points and with one, three, his average has been sitting around four points. He scores four points, literally every single week. There you so go. it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, it's consistent. Sometimes that's it's, all you need, right? It's he's, a good strategy. I mean, is, look at me, I'm in the toilet. I've is, scored three <laughs> points in the last two weeks. So maybe I should do that. Is he mid table? No, but he's a week a week behind, maybe even two oh, weeks behind.
0: So on percentage, he's mid-table.
1: Yeah. So there were other teams I could have picked. Uh, York City in the 90s beat Man U 3-0 in the league cuff. <laughs> uh, and in, in the 20s, Burnley beat Man U 7-0. Uh, so there were a lot of options, but I figured I wouldn't go past the 60s. This has been another soccer group chat uh, brought to you by... <laughs> Uh, lashing out with your feelings (laughs) and harming your friendships Uh, join us won't you put us in your ears and find us on Spotify Google Play Podbean and most of all your heart we love you bye